Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 258 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. Hey, Elvis. My name is Barbara. (laughs) Hey, Barb. How are you? (laughs) I am bleeping fantastic. That is awesome. We have not talked since coming back from the greatest event of all time. For us, for sure. For everybody, I think. Damn. LMT Lab Day Chicago 2023. Yep absolutely the best lab day I've ever been to. It was so much energy and people just everywhere and positive and happy and love, love, love it. If there was any doubt of anyone that had any thoughts of our industry not being strong, you had to have been there that weekend. It was so pumped. It was amazing. LMT said there were about, what, 4,400 people there? 4,400 people all in a hotel. It was packed. They were all in the big bar, too, let me tell you. Oh, (laughs) man. Where everyone goes to see each other. I went up there one night. I was like, I'm going to do a loop. Three hours later. Yes. Yes. I'm sure. But we do want to take a quick moment. And give a big shout out and a huge thank you to Ivaclar for being such wonderful hosts to Barb and I. Oh my gosh, they set us up in this awesome little area with the high top tables. And there were so many people with our shirts on and being just, I don't know, I just felt so much love. From Iva Clark, from our fans, just from everybody. It was the best meeting ever. I completely agree. I don't think I'll ever get used to random people asking me if they could have their picture with me. Yeah, well, <laughs> they might like you. <laughs> they just want proof. <laughs> that you exist. <laughs> that I'm not an AI bot. <laughs> Let's not forget Cal Lab. Yeah. That happened Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Barb, out of everybody up on stage, honestly, and I'm not saying this just because you're here, but your panel was probably by far the best. Well, thank you. I'll only tell you this, that I prepared for a very long time and it's very hard for me to get up in front of my peers Even though I might sound like I'm cool and confident, scares the hell out of me to get up in front of people. But because of this podcast, I feel like I'm getting better at it. So thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and let's not neglect the fact that you had great panelists. That always makes a huge difference. Hell yeah. And you know, I was the leader, which I love. Especially the three of them were male, which I love. <laughs> a little Dominic. It just fit all of my dominant. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just maybe a little bit. So, yeah. That was you. awesome. The whole weekend was great. And just to everybody that stopped by, to those that recorded, thank you. We got a ton, a ton of content. Yeah, we might not have to work on Fridays anymore. If we t- yeah, we might take a couple weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> Look for some great conversations coming up. Everyone that just stopped by to say hi, thank you, and just Iva Clar. And the amazing beanies that Iva Clar made us, they were really, 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 people were just loving those, wearing those. That All was of a them great gone. idea. I know. Yeah, just what a great event. I got nothing else to say other than yep. Lots Great. of love. Lots of love. Let's uh, let's look to next year, I guess. Right on. I think there might be a, another LMT in the history books for us, maybe East and West. So mm, 
we'll see. Talks are happening. (laughs) But this week, we're going to talk to a couple of married dental technicians from the UK. So we recorded this conversation, you know, in that magical week between Christmas and New Year. When a lot of technicians take that week off, except for you, Barb, who seems to always be working. Yes, I am. But the rest of us stayed in our PJs and had a great (laughs) conversation. (laughs) And what's really neat is this might actually be the first interview where we didn't know the guests. And then by the time it gets released, we have met them in Chicago. I know. And it was great. And Lola had a shirt on with a beautiful smile with teeth and lips. And she's just so beautiful. And that was really neat. Yes, totally. Yeah, it was great to meet both of them. So joining us all the way from across the pond is Lola and Mark Welch. You know, it's funny at Lab Day Chicago and I'm walking down the lobby of the the Hyatt and I get this Facebook message from Mark and it just says, is that you? (laughs) And I confused. I was like, I looked around and sure enough, there he is. And it was great to meet him and Lola, who eventually showed up like a day or two later. So Lola and Mark come on to talk about getting into dental technology and how they met. I honestly still can't believe they work side by side together in a lab after being married. No, true. I don't know how they did that, but that shows you how strong their bond is. But what they're currently doing is what's really exciting. Mark, after bringing a popular printer to the UK, is now with Nexa 3D a newish printer in the dental lab industry that seems very fast, very accurate, and big on giving back to the environment. And Lola is just exploding with popularity on Instagram. She's now teaching courses, and now she's actually a KOL for a few different companies. So we expect to see a lot more from her soon. So join us as we chat with Mark and Lola Welch. If efficiency and performance are what you are looking for in a compact milling system, then the Program Mill Dry from Ivoclar is the right choice for you. Produce precise zirconium oxide crowns and bridges, plus a range of PMMA materials, including the innovative iMotion material for the digital production of complete ventures. Ivoclar provides white glove delivery service, training, choice of service contracts, and their outstanding after-sales service and support, which we all know is super important. Contact your friendly Ivoclar sales representative today for lucrative promotions and to create a digital solution that's right for you. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Ivoclar. Hey. It's Candular from Switzerland. We have been designing teeth since 1936. Successful tooth design knows only one benchmark, your own standards and those of your patients. Discover our tooth line PhysioSet TCR with new 18 anterior molds, manufactured specially for the U.S. market and your daily work at your bench. If you are looking for new options in removable, get to know us at candulor.com and find out more. You will be supported and supplied by our authorized dealer, Edmunds Dental Supply. Candulor, high-end only. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Hey, maybe there's something to that, Elvis. Hey, maybe. 
<laughs> Bacon with Barb. <laughs> We'd like to welcome to the podcast. Barb, it's been a while since we've had a married couple on. Oh, I love it. Yes, it's been a long while. We always find it an interesting dynamic to talk to you. But all the way from the UK, we have Lola and Mark Welsh. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you two today? We good. We good. Yeah, we are a bit, maybe not bored, but slightly getting close to filming. You know, a house in this, you know, between Christmas, New Year period, just kind of spending our days in pajamas and not thinking much about work. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. <laughs> good. It kind of dies, right? So you get to yeah. actually enjoy your season a little bit. Typically in England, most of the labs do shut between Christmas and New Year, or at least the ones we used, we always been working yeah. for. And it's as a given, it's just, it's just shut. And it's great, it sounds great, but then after a few days, you kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't know how to sit still. That's a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I get that. I'm still working, just saying. So this okay. is my, uh, <laughs> this is my we, we, end of the year and I'm pushing it out like crazy. So I'm still busy and I'm still a little crazy and I'm still on the bench and it's the, what, 29th of December? 30th. 30th, 30th yeah. 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 Even when you're working, you don't know what day it is. That's correct. <laughs> we at least have an excuse, Barb. Like, we actually are at home and I have no concept of time or day or anything. But, yeah. I would like to trade places just momentarily. <laughs> Lola, Mark, who got yeah. into dentistry first and how did you guys meet? Let's. I don't even know how to start the question. Hmm. So it's kind of, there is actually not, no simple answer to that because we met through work. Okay. And Mark was, so I graduated uh, from Medical University of Warsaw in uh, 2004. And same year I came to England and started working in a lab. And Mark was already working in a lab in London West End. But actually, you you were just at the beginning of starting the college, didn't you? So That's you... right. Yeah, yeah. I was. I I actually started my journey in about 1995, and I was working in a lab down near where where I grew up. And then I sort of after a year of working there, I ended up going up to London, uh, and I worked in a lab in Harley Street. So and then. So Mark. Yeah. Normally, when we talk to people on the podcast. We ask, you know, who did you know or how did you get involved or yeah. like, who did you know that was in dental technology that got you involved or how did you like, you know, get into our industry when you were a young lad, I should say. That's a good question. I was I was in my early 20s and I was working for my dad. My dad, had, we had a family business and I knew I didn't want to take take that over. So I was looking in the newspaper for a job and I found a job in a dental laboratory uh, in the plaster room making models dental models oh. so I totally off my own back <laughs> wow. no one dragged me into it I just found it in a newspaper <laughs> and that's where I started off and I was there for about a year and then after I left there I basically made my way up to to London to the medical center of London which Harley Street yeah I don't know if you guys know yeah. that the, the whole meaning of Harley Street because like for us here it's like that, that's a big deal you know like the all famous dentists, doctors, surgeons. Really? They're all on one street? Yeah, so we call it Harley Street, but it's actually quite a few roads like close to each other in the mm-hmm. uh, West End of London. But it's like a, a mecca of all the, uh, the most biggest names in, uh, in medicine in general. 
all the private hospitals and everything is most of them are around the same area. Why is that? Is that by design or? I don't actually know. I don't. I don't really know much about history, how it happened. They all just want to hang out and have lunch together. It makes it easy. I mean, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, but it's like yeah. there is something about it. I think it kind of changed a little bit over the years. But like when I was starting nearly twenty years ago, it was a big deal. You know, mm. oh God, you know, you're working on Harley Street. It's a big deal. That's where you end up being big deal as well, just being there. Yeah, I ended up being there. And I think I think traditionally the labs were kind of like in-house laboratories. Yeah. Clin- like the clinicians had their in-house technicians. But um, I think it's changing a lot now. I think there's not so many labs there anymore. It's getting too expensive for labs to be there. Mm-hmm. But when I was up there, sort of when I started in the, in the mid-90s, there was a lot of laboratories on Harley Street. And we were running up and down delivering you know, and collecting work from the dentist just around the corner and things like that. Mm. So in the mid-90s and you started pouring models, did you feel that this was the industry for you? I mean, did you like instantly fall in love with it? I did, although I think at the time I basically, when I ended up in London, I ended up moving up there when I was quite young and I couldn't really afford it. I wasn't, The salary wasn't really good, big enough for me to afford to live in London and, you know, be able to afford all the things I wanted. So actually... Um, spent all my money and then ended up going back to my parents again and, and did something completely different. And then after doing that for a little while, I realized that I really missed what I was mm. doing before. And I actually managed to go right back to the lab that had me the first time and they took me back. You know, they were really happy to have me back again. So you're one of the very first people that we've interviewed, to be honest with you, that actually found their way through a newspaper. Mm. Normally, it's a family member or, you know, your dad or your mom or somebody's in dental technology or a dentist friend or somebody kind of pushes you in that direction. So that's kind of remarkable. So basically, you answered an ad, fell in love, moved away, then came back. And now you're and then you started back with the laboratory that you started with. That's it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. And I was very, very lucky they had me back as well. Really, really, really pleased. If you have someone that can pour a good model, you let them back. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> true. So true. So then what? What happened in the UK was we had the GDC registration that came along and you had to, to go and get some education and actually get a qualification in dental technology. So back in the day when I was actually first started, I could have probably got, you know, got into the profession and got my qualification through the grandfather clause of just mm. being working there for a long time but when I went back again I hadn't been there long enough to use the grandfather clause so I had to go to college so I went went actually didn't go to college till about 2006 uh, that was the year we met <laughs> yeah and we oh. met Lola around the same time but I ended up doing four years at Lambeth College in South London I've now got a foundation degree in dental technology and a BTEC as well So segue into that. So how did you two meet? Well, so I was working um, as an in-house tech for this quite well-known implantologist in in West End. And um, I've seen Mike around on a few occasions. And you said, damn, he's adorable. Oh, well, obviously, but but I'm I'm really not a shy person, honestly. I could almost be sometimes possibly too confident in some places. But there was I, I really did like him, so I was very very shy around him. So Mark would say, you know, hi, how are you doing? And I'm like, fine, and walk away, and, and basically giving him a cold shoulder. And 
at that time in that lab. So I was working me myself just for that one dentist, but the lab also had two technicians working there who were just one man businesses, just using the same space. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they were like, they both retired now, but they, they were my dads, basically. There were two English guys in the, you know, late 60s. And they mentored you? Yeah, it was, it was brilliant, honestly. I mean, can you imagine what the shock it was for them? They were working together for many, many years. And suddenly this crazy young Polish chick turns up, hardly speaking <laughs> any English, you know. Uh, they really were looking after me. And at some point, I think I, went, I did go through... A, broke up with my previous partner and they started like asking me questions you know is there anybody there you like and I said well this, this there's this guy I see around and and Mark is always laughing at it but I was like he's tall bald and skinny <laughs> that's all I can say <laughs> I, I don't know where he works I don't know his name I think he works around but I don't know which lab but anyway to cut this long story short one day Mark walks in into my lab and Nick one of my dads <laughs> asks him, are you the one she fancies? Oh, <laughs> my God, that's And great. I literally wanted to die. I wanted to run <laughs> to swallow me, literally just slid under the desk. And But for Mark, it was like a green light. It was like, okay. There. And he asked me out, and the rest is history. And we've been together for 16, next yeah. year will be 17 years, years, and yeah. we got married in 2009, so wow. it's quite a, quite a few years now. <laughs> and did you cool. always work in separate labs, or? No, so, well, so we, at the time when we first met, yeah, I was working for that practice directly, uh -huh. and yep. it was in his lab, which was just a lab. But somewhere down the line, actually, my, my boss, who was a dentist, went into partnership with Mark's boss, who was a, a technician. And it kind of didn't make much sense to have uh, me on a different premises than the other lab. So I had to move from Wimple Street to Harley Street. <laughs> and uh, me and Mark were end up, ended up working literally next to each other. We were sitting next to each other for, for quite a few years. And... Uh, I know a lot of people would say it's a worst nightmare, but we have such a fond memories and I really do mean it. And I, there is no sarcasm there whatsoever. We had such a good time and I actually think it was really good for our relationship in a way, like if we ever had any bickering in the morning, we couldn't bring it to work. You know, we yeah. have colleagues, we had to, we had to sort out things before we walked into the lab. So we actually, we had like a period of really great years of like, just really enjoying each other's company and riding bikes to work together, being at work together, and then, you know, going for some drinks with other technicians in West End. And we had brilliant, brilliant years. You see, Elvis, they went and had drinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Polish in me, you see. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> so were you married at this time or just dating? So no, we actually were we already were married. You were married, when we were there. and they yeah, sat yeah. you right next to each other. Yeah, literally next to each other. Yeah, some blue. Uh, so, that's yeah, pretty so, tough. Uh, yeah, I want to know the roles. So Lola, what were you doing, and what were you doing, Mark, at that time? Same thing. I had a little bit kind. I would say slightly reverse career because lots of prosthetic removable technicians starts from like you know simple things, dentures, and then somewhere down the line, if you have a chance, you learn implants. Mm -hmm. However, my career was completely reversed. My first job was 
directly for surgeon who places implants. So my first wow. job was like, can you make me some immediate loaded crown? And I was doing all on force conversions and everything from the beginning. And I actually had to learn dentures later, which is really. So I've been, I've been doing basically working with implants for 20 years now. Wow. You did an all-on-four conversion before you made a traditional regular denture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, because there was That's actually nice. a point was Mark's bosses who was doing, actually making the dentures. I wasn't actually even making a denture. And then I was just doing the same day conversion. Wow. And when I moved to the lab, to the lab that, you know, our bosses went into partnership, I started learning the whole like really high-end finishes of hybrids and designing and the pink composite finish and everything. But basically my job day-to-day was just all on four all day long from the whole planning to finishing. And in that particular lab, we had a process worker. So I didn't have to do any... I was a bit of a diva. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) I didn't have to do any plaster work, even articulation, any processing. He would even pre-trim the things for me. So the things were just coming to me just to finish and make them pretty. That was my job, basically, all day long, just making those really, really high-end full arches. And Mark, what you were doing? (laughs) I was doing a lot of different things. I was still doing all the model work. I was doing bleaching trays. I was doing Michigan splints. And then I was doing... I was actually doing like some of the bridge designs, like reverse bridge designs. So once we had the setups, I was actually designing the bridges inside and then we were sending them off to be scanned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like the very um, old Noble Biocare, wasn't it? Do you remember when you had to actually yeah. make yeah. like a dual layer resin bridge? Um, oh, like, a, like the Forte. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so Mark yeah. was still doing... had to wax everything up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then scan it and Noble Biocare would mill it. And... Yeah. yeah, sure. Wow. I think at some point you even, I don't think you were officially a manager, but you had, yeah, it was you had a bit of too much power for my liking. And then, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I could boss her around for a little while, so that was good fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not only did you work together, one was a superior. <laughs> I paid for it when I got home, but you know, I bet. I, yeah, but I I kind of actually ended up at one point back in. I ended up going over to her lab where she used to work at one point because we were designing surgical guides over there and things like that, and sending yeah. them off to be printed and things like that. So I did a bit of CAD for a couple of years as well over there. So that was good fun. Lola, what did yeah. you find doing traditional dentures easy once you did all those hybrids? No, oh my god, so foreign because obviously you have completely different principles all the landmarks you have to be aware of with designing you know working with dentures i now work in a different lab we left london in 2016 we are now living we're living on a beach we're living you know don't get me wrong it's not hawaii don't it's actually (laughs) it's the uk beach it's the uk beach there's stones and it's howling you know most of the year but um so in this lab i have to do more it is predominantly implant lab but we also do standard prosthetic work so Mm -hmm. i had to almost relearn how to make dentures i'm still learning i I wouldn't say i am the best with removable restorations because implants are where all all my all my career was about implants but i've added additional skills over the years but i'm still learning with dentures definitely yeah so you guys left that other lab together like both of you were like we're done Yes. So what's the problem with hiring married people? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
to cut it, I mean, I don't want to say again, cut the long story short, because it's actually like not that long. Well, we like long stories. Okay. We're an hour long podcast, so go for it. Oh, we love Uh, it. So what's happened is, is, so it was beginning 2016. So our daughter was a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And we were getting a little bit like, what to do? Do we stay? Want to stay in London? You know, I mean, your life is changing once you become a parent, and sure. so you have to think about more the future. You know, we were living in just a two-bedroom flat with kind of not much possibility to upscale it a little bit. You know, we couldn't afford to buy a house in London, that's for sure. And I started my uh, account on LinkedIn, and literally within few might be weeks of me starting that account on LinkedIn, a recruiter messaged me and he said, you know, I've seen your profile and I have a client who is looking for somebody like you. They've been looking for quite a few months now. And I think it will be very good if you could have a chat. And we were not thinking about moving to the coast. I had no idea. I didn't really know that lab. I didn't know anything about them. But I did some research and turns out it's a great lab. And again, it's next to a, a big implant practice, which is what I love because I can see the patients. Mm. And anyway, I had a chat with them and the offer was good. And because our daughter was yeah, at that preschool age, we thought if we're going to move, this is possibly the best time. Yeah. Yeah. Before they start school, sure. Exactly. So yes, I handed my notice after 12 years. So it was for my boss, I think, a bit hard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And it was a huge risk. Yeah, of course, of course. But we felt like we just, we're just going to do it. It felt right at the time. Mm-hmm. And also for the very long time, I could brag about the fact that I was headhunted for the job, which is really yeah, cool. It's very nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I make sure everybody knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> here <laughs> i like this girl um, yeah and we so we moved we moved and so what happened is we knew we have my job which was a good job but we have to sell our place in london and look for other places and i think mark at that point you were like not really you were kind of out of laughing being in the lab didn't you you were like i remember we had this conversation that you thought like even if i can't find a job in the lab i'm quite happy to do anything to support my career Aww. And then to you, Mark. Yeah, I mean, you mean you didn't go to this new lab saying, if you want me, you got to take him? Oh, do you know what? I did. But my boss said, uh, I, I will have one ground rule. I don't employ couples. Oh, <laughs> because, wow. As I previously <laughs> stated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I kind of get it when you have a small team and, you know, people want to go on holidays together. Sure. Oh, yeah. We quite likely would Agreed. be in the same department. So, yeah. um and also, they were not looking for another person. They were looking for, for me. They were looking... I was the perfect person for yeah, them. Yeah, they didn't need anybody else after they you. They didn't need it. I, I was hinting quite heavily because... But, yeah. So, Mark, put us in your head. So, where were you at at the time? So, I was open to anything. I was op- hoping to find a job in a lab anyway, and I thought I would find that quite easily. But as it happened back then... When was it? 2016? There wasn't any jobs going at all in labs. I mean, you could go in the in the sort of UK magazines like Dental Technician and there was mm-hmm. no jobs being advertised whatsoever. Completely different to what's happening now. Um, great. Right. To what's happening now. But at the time, I went up to the, one of our dental shows, which is every year in Birmingham called DTS. It's a big UK dental show. Uh, and I spoke to a few dental supply companies up there. Yeah. I actually ended up working for a very well-known dental company in the UK, that's they've been around for about over 60 years now 
Uh, and at the time, they were like, well, we're looking to actually hire someone. We'd like to hire a dental technician and someone that's got a bit of experience with CAD CAM and things like this because we want to start selling uh, 3D printers and lab scanners and things like this. So I basically took it on, took the job on, and I was given a 3D printer within a couple of weeks of starting. And I went away and practiced with it. Uh, we had a laboratory in-house where we could go and do, you know, we could have labs in and do courses and things like that. So I was yeah. basically shut myself away with this 3D printer and a 3D scanner and started learning all that. And um, and then I basically launched a 3D printer into the UK market and it's now like a global leader. So I was quite pleased with myself for that. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a figure. I know that, we can talk about Brandon. Yeah, for sure. It was, yeah, 2017, it started sort of kicking off. And nobody had really heard of it then, in, you know, a Sega in 2017. And, yeah, I started selling them and, and sort of had a really, you know, everyone sort of knew I was doing it. I had a really good name for myself. Did you say you brought the Asiga to the UK? Yeah, we we were the first people. Wow. To, we were the first company to sell a Sega, so it was probably about the same time that Whitmix started selling them in the states. Yeah, okay. We started selling them, and I was basically doing it all on my own, and I sold hundreds. So, did I've you got, even have a team, or was it just you? No, at the time it was just me, and I, I, you know, I had later on in about 2019, I had, they let me have someone to help me, and that strengthened the team. But you know, for the first three years, I was on my own, and I was basically training people, selling the printers, training people, supporting them, maintaining them, everything. I was doing it all on my own. Yeah, no pressure there, right? No, no pressure at all. <laughs> well, that's uh, a lot different <laughs> than just pouring up models. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I loved it, and I, I absolutely fell in love with 3D printing, and um, it's kind of led me to where I am now, and I actually left that company I was working for about five or six no five six months years. ago now oh yeah yeah five months ago i started working for a, an american company called nexa 3d yeah uh, that manufactured 3d printers and that's where i'm now i'm the european um customer success director and uh, business development manager for the dental sector so wow so really i can walk that. around and say my husband is a director <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> so real quick, when you brought the Asiga to the market, what was printing like in the UK? Was there a lot of labs doing it? Was the market heavy? There was a quite a few people that were using form labs already. At that okay. Time. Yeah. Yep. And it was a bit of a struggle, if I'm honest, because form labs had a completely different price point to a Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when I first started selling a Seager, like the cheapest system they had was about 24,000 US dollars. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, compared to like a form labs, which was about four or five thousand dollars, everyone mm-hmm. was like, why would I buy this Seager for that much money when I can just buy a form labs for, you know, this much? Yeah, and sure. Real struggle, and what so. would you tell them? Curious. It wasn't easy. I mean, I couldn't, if I'm honest, I it was hard with, with the big machine that they had at the yeah. time. So it wasn't yeah. until they brought the desktop version out that it was easier yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so so and and now where that was a dlp system so where we are now is i'm selling the third generation of uh 3d printers which is msla which is a completely yep. different you know it's slightly it's similar to dlp but it's it's kind of improved on the dlp light engine so it's uh yeah really good 
Yeah. Did a headhunter find you for Nexa 3D or? Uh, no, I, I actually, I reached out to the company last year as I'd been kind of watching them for, I think since 2017, I've been watching them. Um, and it wasn't until last year that they started hiring for dental for like someone dealing with dental in Europe. Hmm. As soon as I saw an advert come out this year, I was jumped on it and because i'd reached out to someone already last year they already knew who i was and they uh, snapped me up so i was really really pleased with that yeah i've honestly the nexa 3d i've not heard of this printer we're based in uh, ventura in california okay nexa 3d was started in 2016 and we've got some you know we've really done well in the industrial market over the last five six years and now we're targeting the dental market, but it's, yeah, you should, you should, you will hear a lot more about it. Put it that way. We're going to be in a lot of places next year. So it started outside of dental. Yeah. First. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get you. In industrial. So they've got lots of experience of uh, industrial, you know, the CEO and our COO were both CEO of 3D systems. Okay. And yeah. So, so both of those guys worked for 3D systems. Uh, one was actually the CEO. Yeah, a couple smart people. 12 years, yeah. So obviously, you know, 3D Systems created the 3D printer back in about in 1980. Sure. So got a good pedigree of, you know, people in the company, some really talented young people as, as well. We're going to be going places. So it's, there's going to be a lot of shows next year. And you'll probably, if you're going to be at any of the shows, we'll probably you're see You're in there. Chicago as well. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I was just going to say, are yeah. you guys going? I'm going. Yeah, so Mark is going, <clears throat> and I am kind of thinking about it because because we have yes. daughter and she's at school, and it's you know it's not just a quick flight for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm still considering maybe coming just for like um, literally Friday, Saturday, and and see how how things work out. I never been to, and it's always been my dream. And because Mark is going now, I'm like ah, obviously the jealousy is. <laughs> I can't sure. love it. So it's I would like amazing. to do it, but. There's some other things I would love to go to, like Ladies of the Meal and, and other things that are happening in States next year. So I think... Yeah, my girlfriend and I were just talking about that this morning. She said, I think I'm going to Ladies of the Meal oh, okay. in July. So you should definitely consider that. That would be a solo trip where you'd be like, see ya, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, basically, maybe Chicago will be for Mark and then... You know, it's Nashville, isn't it? That would be that would be yes, fun. that would be fantastic. So, Mark can come to Ladies of the Mill. I need somebody. Well, to somebody has to take care of their daughter, so I wasn't being oh. disrespectful. <laughs> I was just basically saying, "All right, that's your trip. This is my trip. See ya." But yes, it's fantastic. Lola, tell us about this lab you're in now. What's it called, and and what is your role? So it's called Ceramic Designs. Uh, oh, <laughs> How'd they come up with that name? No, I'm just kidding. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are in the same building as the Implant Center in, in Hove, Brighton, and it's award-winning referral implant practice. So what we do is, I would say 90%, quite likely, it's implant work, and we do all the work for the practice and external dentists. So we have two departments, which we have prosthetics and we have crown and bridge, but there is obviously CAD in both departments. And so I am one of the senior technicians at the moment. I'm not department lead. There is a girl, Julia, who is doing a great job. I'm not really good actually with managing people and, you know, I've I'm forgetting things too quickly to, to do this job well, uh, but I'm good at what I'm doing. It's good that you can admit that. 
You know, oh, what I mean? a lot of people say I can do, it, and they no, know. They no, 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 no. I never had any interest in being the the leader, the boss. It's just I'm I'm good at what I'm doing, and I know my strengths, and I'm sticking to them. And what I do, I do mainly like again all on force. So this time I actually do make the dentures that will be converted. Mm. Uh, there is no process work. I mean, we have model room technicians who do the work there. And I do implant planning for the past few years. So I use different softwares to help uh, plan implants for my clinicians. And then I design and print the guides as well, which is something I'm really proud of because I really wanted to to learn it. And I can really give myself a pat on my shoulder because I even bought like really powerful gaming laptop to practice at home. Yeah, Uh, I've never done that. So (laughs) I committed myself 100%, but... I do it now. Are you in the surgeries with the surgeon when you do those conversions? Yeah. So yeah, I see the patient. So I, so to give you kind of a, an example, how the process looks. So the somewhere down the line through the whole preparation to, leading towards the surgery, we we do like a patient consultation with either myself or another senior technician. So mm-hmm. it's very, it's almost like an informal chat with the patient, kind of to manage the expectations. You know, do right. they want perfectly straight? teeth or you know about the shade and arrangement maybe they have a picture of their teeth from 20 years ago etc and then what we do we show them like a visual trying we call it visual because most of the time they have teeth so that we can't try on anything in their mouth so but at least we set the teeth for them so they can have a look at it uh, on the models and then during the surgery quite the surgery itself i'm not i'm not involved i don't really have to be there but on on the thank god the, right yeah oh. but during the pickup pickup which is done by another dentist restoring dentist they often give us a shout so we can come up upstairs to see them and they they asking me what do you think you know is the midline correct is the occlusal plane correct so i we help them decide um where the things should be right and then they picking up for us and um I take all all the elements of the case back to the lab and do my magic. And two, three hours later, patient leaves with the teeth. Wow. So I still am involved with the patients. If I'm, I'm still waiting for that proper tears of joy. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, I love that. Yeah, it's. I, um, I I had people who were like properly overwhelmed. I mean, can be really like life changing. Right. Treatment. Agree. So I just I do deal with the patients, but it's it's quite limited. It's just just enough. It's just enough for what I want and what I need. I, I, don't, I think I wouldn't like to be involved much more than that. I don't think I could handle the surgery and all the blood no, and all of no. that. That's way over my head. So I was just curious if you were that kind of technician because I no, respect so, that, so but I, I can't do it. No, I can I can be there. I've, I've, I've watched, I've served surgeries multiple times and I'm not faced by blood or anything else. But equally, there is really no need for me there uh, right. during the surgery however yeah. during the restoring process definitely I am very happy to be able to go and see the patient and clinician and and you know and, and give my feedback and make sure that patient journeys you know have a positive outcome at the end and so when you're doing that are you guys doing like when you're working with the surgeon are you guys doing digital dentures or a little analog and a little digital or are you guys fully analog at this point so at this moment with conversions, I would say it's up to conversion time, it's all analog still. Yeah. I am trying to push things here and there because I, I, I did fall in love in digital dentistry over the past few years and I'm trying to push things 
but you know how it is those those things oh, yeah. take time and yeah. um you're kind of waiting for this right patient and then something takes over anyway so we do that this is all digital so it's normal denture analog conversion yeah but we have we offer different types of restorations for the permanent bridges and that, those could be just uh, acrylic hybrid on precision mill titanium bar or can be you know full contour zirconia or thin balls with individual crowns mm-hmm. and that's where the cut is starting so wow. that's where the first trines can be done in a software sometimes we print uh, just a you know the temp not the temporary just a trine like a visual trines we, we print yeah. for them but up to the conversion, everything is analog. The digital yeah. jumps in later at this moment. Yeah. What do you do more of those final acrylic hybrids or full zirconia? What's big there? So I would say we actually don't really do that much full zirconia recently. I would say it's almost half half with acrylic hybrid and thimbles. Mm-hmm. So with the thimbles at this moment, to be honest, what I do is I just slap some nice pink composite. Everything else is done by Crown and Bridge department. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to learn a bit more about staining full contour because I think I would love to be able to take the ownership of that job, but at the moment I can't. But still lots of our clinicians do prefer just a simple hybrid. They like that it's uh, it's light, it's repairable. Yeah. And you know, you can actually rewrap it. You can burn off all the plastic and, and start sure. over. So um, we do quite a lot of them and we still use, you know, um, very good materials, you know, high end teeth. Uh, Yeah. For some of those patients who do show a bit more gum, we offer always composite um, as an option if they want nice color matched pink gum, gum work as well. But very often it's just literally just acrylic on a titanium bar with teeth. Yeah. Uh, However, you know, when they're done beautifully, they are beautiful. They are oh, beautiful. absolutely. They, they, they are. They don't yeah. anything. And these days, teeth are, we use mainly um, for Naris 2, which is Ivoclar. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's a beautiful tooth. And again, none of us, those senior technicians who are finishing them, none of us really just takes them off the card and set them. We always do a bit of characterization somewhere in ter- you know, in ter- and I like to put little twists on the teeth and stuff like that. So we always try to make them still you know very high-end restorations even just with acrylic that's when our artistry is at its best in my opinion yes absolutely do you have a signature on every one slightly rotated (laughs) yeah i I do like slightly overcrowded lower incisors because that's actually how my teeth look my teeth look really really straight and then when you look at the lower it's like oh <laughs> but it looks really natural, and you know, often people actually comment like, "Oh, you have really nice teeth," and I'm like, "Oh, thanks." So I quite nice. do the same, but I like little a little twist and turns on the lateral so I, I really like that. Oh, I do too. Yeah, so I think it's my sure. favorite, my favorite, my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Just just a tiny bit, and and I think it's sexy. Yes, hundred percent agree. <laughs> and do. you know, most of the that's my first thought. Do like- <laughs> <It is. laughs> <I'm> on <telling> you. <laughs> What do you use for your pink composite? That seems to be a hot topic oh, in our it industry is. these. Because I've been doing this for so many years. I had my hands on so many different brands. So I've learned using Anax gum, Anax dent. Yeah. And yeah. For years. Yeah. Then I tried Nexco for a little bit. 
uh, Ivo Clark. Then I tried uh, Enigma, which is Shotlander, but I don't think Shotlander is available in states. Uh, it's I think it's a British company. Yeah, we've never heard of it. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah, Again, I've the, heard the name. Yeah, and but recently. Um, I started using Nexco a lot again, and I actually find it so nice to work with. I don't even know why I stopped, to be honest. I think, I think I went on a course with that was run with Enigma Composites, and you know when mm-hmm. you just you just go somewhere and they sold it to me, and I liked it, and I started using it. But now I'm going back to Nexco, and I I find it just so much. I, I can do things so much quicker because it's I push it in one place and it stays. It's yeah. not sloping, you know, and the, I'm still kind of working out on my favorite colors because with other brands like with Anax Gam or, or GC, again, was it, was the name, what the GC composite? Um, Gradia. Gradia, again. Gradia, yeah. Gradia. Shades yeah. you go for. And that's ne- the printer guy, he knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nexco is slightly more translucent in some of the shades, so I'm still figuring out what my preference is but this is this is my go-to for the past few months yeah i love it how every time you ask someone that does a lot of pink composite there's never an easy answer for what's their favorite oh it's so hard it's always a story and a journey (laughs) and i love it (laughs) but it's it's definitely like my my favorite part and like even my instagram is i was gonna say yeah hence that all about the gums isn't it it's all about the gums because i actually do think that uh, on this so especially on all on four a gum work can really make that work look so much more natural you know and so i i do put a lot of effort into it and i experiment sometimes successfully you know sometimes not <laughs> but yeah. i do like to change my methods techniques you know sometimes i glaze sometimes i hand polish i that do change it and it kind of depends on the case but it's definitely my favorite part but when i do it i go into a zone i put my headphones on and like i ignore my colleagues and i'm literally just just doing this anything else i can work and talk but this this one is this is my little yeah, you gotta focus yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I and I like to give my, you know, I don't like to rush it. I literally spend as much time as I need to on a case until I'm satisfied because those people pay a lot of money for those restorations. I want to make sure they oh, do yeah. get the best. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Hey, so Mark, switching stories here. So you said the printers were going to be all over the place soon. So what is the plan for that i'm curious i actually just went to a show beginning of november called form next in germany and that was actually just an industrial show mm-hmm. uh, so we were there weren't so many dental customers there it was mainly the industrial customers there but we we had a huge stand there so we're really really going to be doing big things and as i said my next trip will be out to chicago in uh, february i think it's 20 23rd to 25th yeah. but- Yep. Uh, the Pyatt Regency in Chicago. Just saying, you got to come see Elvis and I. We'll be at the Ibaclar uh, Ballroom. Oh, I'd love to. I'm going to definitely come, come to out to you guys. Definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely. so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on in March, we've got probably the biggest, one of the, the biggest oh. in the world, which is IDS, as you probably you guys IDS. know. Yep. So, yep. Again, we'll be there. We'll have a stand there as well. I've done it. I've uh, been there for about, I think I've been there four times previously. I've never exhibited there before. I've always just been running around meeting all of our sort of manufacturers and things when I was working at my last place. Yeah. Yeah. So now we'll actually have a a stand there. So it's going to be, 
I, I'm, I'm expecting it to be pretty hectic out there. It's going to oh, be yeah. a big show. So Never been there, but I really want to go this year. So you might see us there as well. So, it's, it's great. So you guys are going to just go balls to the wall and just start selling the hell out of it everywhere? Yeah, we're going to be doing things big. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good, good, good. Yeah. Do you guys have the term balls to the wall there? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, so you understand that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thanks, Elvis. I just wanted to make sure we didn't lose them. <laughs> What's big with the printer? What are a lot of people doing? Do you have resins that are oh, for yeah. dentures? We are an open material platform. Oh, nice. As I've already said, we've only just started in the dental arena. So at the moment, one of the companies we've partnered up with is Keystone. Yo, damn, we, we really? You know Keystone, you. you guys. Um, yep. We know we, that guy. Oh, yeah. Got, yeah, so we've got like at the moment we've got model resin, splint resin, indirect bonding tray, surgical guide. Those are the ones, the main ones we've got at the moment. And then we're going to be, you know, there's going to be lots of other third party manufacturers that are going to be we're going to be partnering up with. So we're going to have, you know, a completely open system basically. The printers themselves are, you know, they're very fast compared to some of the other systems that are out there. And, and in some cases, we're talking about 20 times productivity gains compared mm-hmm. to some of the conventional SLA or DLP printers. 20 times faster? Yeah. So Yeah, you know, it's insane. I've, I've, yeah. Because we actually have this printer at home in Mark's office. And, sure. And we've been, I had, because because of obviously Mark, before we had uh, Asegas in the lab. And what I can see this one is doing is just, you just blink and yeah. Bam, you have a model. Yeah, we, we can do, we've got two systems at the moment. We've got a desktop system and we've got a large industrial system. On the large uh, system, which is called the NXD 200 Pro, we can do about 20 models in about 25 minutes. Wow. Um, and then the desktop version, we can do about eight, eight to nine models in about the same time, 20, 25 minutes. Wow. So it's really, yeah, really good. I mean, the accuracy is really high as well. The actual consumable costs are very low as well compared to some other systems out there. So, you know, we sort of, we're sort of winning in all sorts of categories, I would say. So forgive me if I'm wrong. You said you're just getting into dental. What were they doing? Well, mainly industrial. So it's mainly, you know, automotive. Okay. Things like that. So, oh. you know, some of, some of the industrial customers are if I can mention names, we've got industrial customers like PepsiCo, Google, Nike. They're some of the big ones. But yeah, we're really heavily invested in, in industrial for the last like five to six years, but obviously and, now branching out into dental. And you may not know this, but like why dental? Just because they know that printing's taking off in dental and they decided to get yeah, in Yeah, dental's it? a big part of uh, 3D printing, as you guys know now. So I don't think 3D printing would be where it's at if it wasn't for dental, right. honestly. No, no, it's crazy, isn't it, yeah, how, yeah. how we took over? Mm-hmm. Totally. So... And I, I'm just glad that I can sort of, I've got, you know, because I've got expertise in dent, dental and 3D printing now. It's, you know, really suiting me down to the ground. I love technology anyway. I'm like an avid video gamer. I love my technology and gadgets and things like that. So. And you said you guys have one at home? Yeah, yeah. I've got one at home as well. What yeah. the hell are you printing at home? I'm just curious. Oh, Toys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yodas and things like that, as, as you do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, cool. no. Actually, I, f- I think we're not printing enough as you know as we could do. I think like this is my newest resolution. <laughs> I I'm printing more crap that is not dental related. Print more knickknacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good that you're bringing this to the dental industry with your dental background, like you mentioned, because 
if someone brings into our industry a product and they have no previous dental experience, it's obvious. Yeah, I get you know, that. and it's it's going to help a lot. Yeah. Question is: Does ceramic designs? Do they have this printer yet? Do they have them on order? No. So no, we don't have we don't have that one yet. Um, yeah. What's up? Yeah, exactly. Knocking <laughs> on the door, but you know. Yeah, no, no, we we, we don't. So we we have two Asigas. We have the the big one, the 4K, and sure. we recently got something. Oh gosh, I actually don't remember the name. Yeah, it's it's just like a, a budget small desktop printer as a yeah. as a backup. Um, but to be honest, we're printing more and more and more, and I actually I do think that's quite likely next. I will be the next one in in our lab. What I like about it is me and Mark have quite. I mean, dentistry is such an environmentally unfriendly industry, isn't it? It's just so much waste, especially with, you know, we're printing now models which are plastic and there's not much really you can do with it. But the the one little thing I I straight away liked about Anexa 3D was that the little trace, you know, you film with the resin. Mm -hmm. Like with Asiga, we just have to dispose them when they're done. In here, you just replace the the, the bottom of the tray, The the membrane. So it's actually very little plastic waste that comes from the machine. Oh, so the little clear bottom, you just yeah. pop it out? Yeah. yeah, you just unclip it from there. You've got a basically like an aluminium uh, vat. Uh, the, ma- the main body of it is aluminium, and then you unclip the membrane underneath and dispose of that. And it's a very simple process, isn't it? Down yeah, it's very, very, very quick to do that. And then the other part of it is the actual our desktop printer, which is called the Zip. It's most of the actual... Uh, chassis is made from uh, aluminium so it's actually recyclable the actual printer itself is recyclable after you know so in years to come you can actually recycle that and also when we sell a zip we plant trees as well we've got a little project in africa where we're planting trees wow talk to me about that i'm curious yeah so um i haven't actually got that all that information to hand with me at the moment if i'm completely honest (laughs) um i can get that no, just tell me, like, what do you mean, planting trees? Yeah, so, like, when you get a zip, as soon as you, you know, register the printer, you get a little pop-up on the front screen, and it says you've just, we've basically planted, like, 10 trees. Oh, I love that. You know, we're trying to basically offset yep. our carbon footprint, which a lot of our competitors, I don't think, are doing. Wow. So, that's, you know, some of the ways that we're trying to, to, to try to achieve that. Oh, anyway. I think that's so a we, huge point. Yeah, we've that. also got aluminium bottles as well, so... You know, our materials come in aluminium bottles rather than plastic bottles as well. So they and what is that? I don't. I've never heard that. Aluminum. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I think it. you guys say aluminum. Sorry. So got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, I can't say it anyway. No, so. <laughs> no that's true. Um, but yeah, in, in the zip we have like an aluminium bottle, which basically you actually insert the bottle into the printer, and it actually automatically fills the vat up, so it keeps the resin topped up. So you're environmentally friendly and... Um, yeah, so the bottles themselves can actually concerned. be recycled as well. So they're not wow. just... Wow, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many plastic resin bottles I've just yep. it's tossed away. Yeah, we print so much every day. And those bottles are going off the shelves like so quickly. And the trays, again, you know, because sometimes you just damage the tray. And right. then you just have to throw it away. And I think for a while we were storing things, thinking, you know, maybe one day we can start recycling it. But actually, oh, yeah. we realized we're storing yeah. so much of that stuff that we don't know what to do with it. Right. So, yeah, I think it's quite nice that, that there are some companies who are looking into kind of offsetting that, that damage that's done with the industry because it is such a wasteful industry. Yeah, I, I do mean, too. In everything we start, you know, even the amount of gloves we're using, it's just crazy. And yeah. 
So all those little things, I think they do the content adapt to, to something better. That's right. And yeah, I, I love that. I just pulled up the information. I'm sorry I didn't have it earlier, but it's basically uh, in Tanzania. Yep. Hmm. So we're basically planting 10 trees for the small desktop printer. And I think it's 20 trees for the big machine. And that, that will go towards creating sustainable livelihoods for local farming communities and empower. Do we get to pick the trees? Uh, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think we go that far, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> No, but I think that's remarkable. For... I want four Christmas trees. <laughs> I just think it's remarkable. I haven't heard that yet, that a company would go to that extent to give back to the environment. I love that. Yeah. No, I really, I'm really proud of that as well. I mean, our, the other thing just to mention is our family, we went completely like, our diet is completely plant-based now as well. So we're actually trying to contribute Same here. to that as well. It's uh, not yeah. the easiest yeah. thing I've ever yeah. done. Yeah, it's great. I love it. We love it. Yep. Wow. So, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. Not at the beginning. All, but... Not the no, beginning. But, but now it's been it's like five, six years now. now. It's natural, yeah. isn't it, for us now? Yeah. And um, we brainwashed our child well enough that she, <laughs> no, <laughs> she doesn't know any better. So that's no, a great she, thing. You know what? She's uh, she is she's very yeah. clever little girl. She's eight and a half now, and she understands where the food comes to her. You know, for the food on her plate. So we educating her, but without scaring her. But it's her choices yeah. still. But at least we feel like we're doing something better because I think we both felt at some point that this is the future is doomed. You know, it's it, it's so so bad. Yeah, I had an eye opener about that a couple of years ago, and I really am just all for anything that we can do to to better our bodies and the planet and the exactly. world we're leaving behind for our children, and just yeah, it's just so important that I I love that about your company. So and you guys' life that's that's really a good thing. And Elvis, he'll chime in shortly. No, I was. I, <laughs> I eat meat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I eat meat. Too. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. And we're not one of those people who trying to preach you. I mean, maybe at the beginning I was a little bit, but now I kind of yeah. let it go. But I do feel very proud of our lifestyle. And do you know, if anybody just asks me why would you do it, it's like the, my simple answer is it makes me feel good. Yes, it makes me feel good. Right. that's that's end of story. And that's really the bottom line. Honestly, I was vegan for seven years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I did my part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely say well it just didn't last. <laughs> so what's next for you two? Yeah. What, what's next other than both of you coming to Chicago? Yes. <laughs> so for me, there might be potentially some exciting things coming next year. There's nothing set in stone yet, but I am quite new to whole social media thing. But this mm-hmm. is how we met, didn't we, uh, Elvis? Yeah, that's how I find most of my friends. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's only been literally a couple of months. And in this couple of months, um, you know, I end up talking to you guys. And now I've been potentially offered some teaching, some courses on uh, composites and, and digital dentures. So I can't really say too much because, like I said, I haven't really have anything like I said, set in stone, but I've I proposed my, my teaching uh, program to the company. And if it's going to work out, it's going to be great. So quite likely will be a few days in a year that is just a full day of um, just a pink composite and potentially a couple of courses, which are two days when first day is designing digital dentures and next day pimping them up with composite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's literally happened since I started my Instagram two months ago. So Good did you say you. two months? Yeah. 
So I, you, you know Nina. Everybody knows Nina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Nina. Uh, actually, Mike sent me link to Nina's webinar like a few days before the webinar was actually happening, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, it's haven't actually done any courses, even though I've been doing this for so many years. I love learning new methods from other technicians, so I always yeah. go to courses if I have opportunity. And it's a webinar; I can do it from home and. At the end of the webinar, Nina asked me, like, so, Lola, you know, where can I see your work? What's your Instagram name? And I'm like, well, uh, I don't have one. <laughs> so so she she gave me a little kick. And literally that night, I think I started my Instagram and I'm loving it. And, you know, I'm making friends all over the world and chatting to all those technicians that I've been following before, but I never really shared my work. So, yeah, that's. I hope that some exciting things come out of it. I certainly love it because it's like having uh, lots of mentors, you know, on, online. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I like sharing my knowledge too. I do think that it's really damaging to hold it for yourself, everything. So I, I think it's. I think it was like that years ago that all the dental technicians wanted to keep everything for themselves. But now people in California, they're not my competition. You know, I'm more than happy to, to share some little trick I've worked out over the years with them. So I love that. So hopefully things will come out of it. It sounds like it. Within two months, you have an opportunity. Yeah, so first, yeah, we'll see. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I, I love it. First of all, I think I'm, I'm one of those people who absolutely love what they're doing. And I've always been saying how lucky I am because I have friends in different industries, working in corporations, office jobs, you know, those people who hate going to work. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have those days when you hate your bench. Of course. Of course. But generally, I can't imagine doing anything else. And I absolutely love it. And I think, especially going on Instagram and chatting to other people, kind of, I I, I use that term that it gave me my dental mojo back, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Love dental mojo. I really drive on it. I find it really exciting. And people are so friendly, so positive. So far, I didn't have any <laughs> you know, saying anything nasty about my work, I'm sure it's going to happen. But yeah, no, it's 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 great. It's great. That's awesome. And then Mark, you got Chicago IDS, yeah, and just taking this printer to the next level, right? Oh, busy man. Yeah. yeah, getting out there in the UK with all the all my contacts I already have, and doing there's some study groups that we have around the, the UK dental technician study groups and things like that. So going to be getting get, getting out there. Awesome. Spreading the word. Is your territory the whole UK? No, my territory no. is Europe. It's Europe. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh Wait a minute. That got bigger. My last role was the UK and Ireland. And now, yeah, I'm Europe. So I'm, I'm not only sort of trying to develop Europe, but also I'm customer success for Europe. So I'm actually... All, all of our resellers all over Europe are making sure that oh, they, are, wow. they are looking after their customers well. So it's all Amazing. Support, support tickets and going out and and training and main, and helping them maintain their systems and things like that. So You must travel a lot. I have been. I've only been there five months and I've been to a lot of places already. So, But yeah. I, I quite enjoy it, actually. I mean, I, obviously, I don't relish being away from my family a lot, but at the same time, I really enjoy it. You know, I've got some great opportunities. Well, what I'm saying is since you travel so much, she should be allowed to go to Ladies of the Mill. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yes. It's called a trade-off. I like that. Yeah, no, we were kind of not worried, but we were thinking how it's going to work out for our little family with Mark traveling. But, you know, actually, it's it's fine. 
it's it's working out and my my company was actually really lovely they helped me to to shorten my hours so i was able to take my daughter to school and pick her up because that was that is a job before yeah uh, picking her up and so yeah for for time being we we fine and normally those trips are happening during the week when as long as he's back home for the weekend i me and my daughter have a little routine and it's working and we're watching our girly netflix shows you know when <laughs> oh yeah right? so we're on the third season of gilmore girls now awesome. <laughs> so yeah it's, it's it's working and it's it's not actually as much as we fought so far isn't it no, traveling yeah worked out that right yeah yeah lola mark thank you so much what a great story absolutely and- <laughs> thank you thanks for having us it's been a pleasure I, I do hope that you know i'll be able to bump into you one day if, you will if it's not chicago then then maybe ladies of the meals us polish girls can talk about uh, food and life absolutely and oh barbara and i have to say i was i was listening only a couple of weeks ago to the episode with Oh, gosh, I forgot her name, but name, but it's the the lady. She was in her eighties already. You were chatting in Chicago. Oh yes, Camilla, Camilla. Oh, it actually brought tears to my eyes. Oh yeah, what a wonderful woman. And actually, from that episode, I've learned about your Polish heritage. Aww, you know? so awesome! It's, it's amazing. Yeah, she is yeah. amazing. Yeah, super proud of it. That one, she. She went on and on. Badass. <laughs> I love me? her. <laughs> yep. Totally. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Have a great new year in two days. Yay. And, uh, 2023. We'll run into each other. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Thanks. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. A huge thanks to Mark and Lola for coming on our podcast. I swear to God, it was so cool being able to meet you both in Chicago. I super loved your shirt. I love the fact that you're Polish. We took a bunch of pictures together. It was just super cool. Check out Mark's printer, the Nexa 3D, if you're in the market and want a few trees planted in your name. And if you want to see more of Lola's work or if you are in her area, she has some courses coming up that we will put a link on this episode's show notes. And of course, and I don't think I've said course enough, maybe <laughs> three, four times. If you want to follow her on Instagram, it's at all underscore about underscore the underscore gums. There, she will keep you updated on all of the amazing things that she is either making or teaching. But also, we got to give her a shout out. She is now a new member of the DTG Congratulations and keep up the great work, Lola. I love you, Polish lady. You Polish people. We stand by each other, let me tell you. <laughs> and we make damn good technicians. Apparently. <laughs> That's where we need to get all the new technicians from. We're fast, accurate, high end. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Anybody need to see that? Do you want me to show you? <laughs> My hair is out so far. It's hilarious. <laughs>